We've made it. We've made it. We've we've officially gotten movie stars on. Tyler Johnston was on the pod today. Tyler is one of Vancouver's uh, born and bred, now out in the world, just killing the uh, film industry. Uh, done a ton of you know Canadian content. He's on Hulu. He's on Crave. Uh, I just love I love meeting like people that are that have a lot of notoriety but are just incredible humans and that's and that's what uh, that's what Tyler was man Hold, held great presence great guy great energy uh, great conversation we chatted so much about uh, Vancouver culture film culture what it takes to be successful as an actor uh, what it takes to really succeed uh, moving in the content industry the the changes that have happened around you know branding yourself and going on YouTube and being an Instagram star whatever it may be and then you know what how he's going to move and, and continue to grow in 2019 or rather in 2020 moving forward so super cool dude talked a ton about the culture Tyler is so Vancouver and uh, it was only right to have him on and really enjoyed his time before he gets out as this will be released he will be on to his tour uh, touring across Canada the US um, with Letter Kenny so go check that out we'll link to it in the show notes and enjoy this conversation the Think Space podcast is a home for the passionately curious. We aim to dig deep and learn as much as possible by connecting the right questions with the right people. So we bring in some of the best minds in the Pacific Northwest, regardless of their industry, to extract the most value from their stories and experiences. Yes, you're going to get something from this episode, which is good. Or you could get something from every episode we release by subscribing on whichever platform you're listening on. You can find the full show notes at thinkspacepodcast.com or have the visual experience of this podcast over on YouTube. If you want to get looped into some exclusive content or private giveaways, join our mailing list. The link's in the description. Okay, Tyler, thanks for popping by. Um, I appreciate you. How long are you here on the West Coast, first and foremost? Got home about six days ago from Sudbury, Ontario, where we just shot uh, seven episodes of the show. And I'm home until February 22nd before I fly to Moncton, New Brunswick. Moncton, New Brunswick. Here's the thing about being a Canadian uh, TV star, man, is you get to go to the the big cities, man. The Mm -hmm. big, big cities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've had an opportunity to go to some cities that I probably wouldn't have gone to otherwise. Right, right. Like Moncton, right? And and Bathurst, (laughs) New Brunswick. I spent uh, spent eight weeks there uh, about five, six years ago. Nice. The people were lovely. It was very East Coast vibe. Love it. Uh, filmed a basketball movie there. Hey, so I was, oh, uh, what did you film out there? It was a movie called uh, The Phantoms for CBC, based on a true story about um, uh, a van accident where um, a bunch of students, unfortunately, passed away. Mm. And uh, our story that we told was about the one survivor and his next year and his love for basketball kind of fading because all of his buddies died, right? Like <laughs> while commuting to a basketball game. So it was it was sort of like uh, his way of finding his love for the game again and like uh, the community coming together mm-hmm. over this devastating incident. So I was in Bathurst for two months and the, the community was so welcoming. <clears throat> I, I, honestly, I'm choking up a little bit just thinking about it because like we filmed in the community where it happened and it was still so fresh and people were still reeling from the devastation, you know? like How, small, long, how long ago was it? I probably would have been two... Maybe 10 years ago now. Ooh. Yeah, maybe 10, 11 years ago. But we Ooh. filmed it like six years after it happened or four or five years after it happened. Yeah, that's not that long when it comes to something like death. No, no, exactly. And and like, you know, there's a lot of young people who passed away and, and uh, it was devastating, you know, yeah, like really. in a small town, like in a small, like I grew up in Coquitlam, right? So it's a, it was a suburb. Um, but, uh, you know, if 10 young people pass away, it's going to affect the entire community. Absolutely. The entire city, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, let's start there. Oh, my gosh. So. It's, it's so funny because I, I joke about the Canadian TV star thing, mm-hmm. which which it's but it's it's awesome because like that's actually a thing now. That's actually like it was saying 
back in the day, you used to joke and you'd be like, oh yeah, like he's like a Canadian star. And like mm-hmm. now it's like, yeah, you can legitimately like Drake is a Canadian star. Absolutely. Justin Bieber and is he's a, also an international star. And he's an international star, yeah, right? Exactly. So it's on that level. It's not like you you're can in wave some the small Canadian little... flag now without feeling any sort of embarrassment about it, you know? Because like you said, yeah. people used to say Canadian content, Canadian this, and mm-hmm. it was like, well, fuck that. Yeah. Like it's Canadian content, but it's great international content it's too. period period on any on any on any television screen on any screen any phone anywhere exactly we're taking over <clears> the world <throat> man canadians are taking over every super killing avenue it. yeah <laughs> and people love it right now i get yeah. tweets all the time they're like can we come up to canada can we come to canada nice, I was nice, like, nice. i'm not the guy to talk to you know <laughs> drake's the guy who can get you through the border <laughs> yeah for sure um yeah. so let's let's like let's dive all the way back to the to the to the start was that your trajectory like i want to figure out because you have to be some type of crazy as a young person to be like yeah yeah, i want to go be an actor yeah i think that's some that's some different type of crazy yeah yeah, yeah. um run me through that man <laughs> run me through what was it uh would you go uh, was it pine tree yes right so pine like pine i've been to pine tree okay pine tree is not a big school like yeah. you know like well, it's we had two thousand kids well yeah but yeah, it's yeah, you know yeah. like you go out you're, you're out there in, in coquitlam you know you're it started like, before pine tree oh, okay yes yeah, so you want me to take it all the way back oh, well, i'll take it all the yeah, way back yeah, yeah. So, Acting started before Pine Tree? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. So my sister and I, um, her name's Kelsey. She's now a nurse at a woman's hospital there on Oak Street. But uh, her and I used to take acting classes when we were like, she's two years younger than me. So like 11, mm. 13, 12, 14, we would uh, take the SkyTrain from Coquitlam. We'd uh, SkyTrain to downtown. We'd take these acting classes with uh, a woman named Tarlington, Carol Tarlington. So okay. it was a Tarlington training and she specialized in you know, getting young people familiar with auditions and how to behave on set and getting all of your, you know, professional uh, habits in, right. in check, right? Because, like, you walk into an audition room, if you don't know what you're doing, you're just going to fuck drown in there. They're going to eat you. Um, so my sister and I started taking acting classes when we were quite young, and uh, my mom always said, you know, if it, uh, if it becomes a career, great. If it doesn't, you develop people skills, you learn how to speak in public, wait, wait. you know, you could do... Um, uh, you know, you could do presentations at your job and, and uh, you know, it gave us some confidence uh, speaking in public. So I took classes there for a little while. I got my first job uh, on like a Doritos commercial nice. when I was like 14, 15. Right. You, was, yeah, you look like a Doritos yeah, kid, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, on those, super so. cheesy. Uh, <laughs> and I was running through like a green screen. There was like a dinosaur chasing me or something. It was pretty wild. Oh, sick. But my first like speaking role was on... Um, Romeo. Mm. So Little Romeo's Nickelodeon show. Nice. Uh, I got a guest star on that. So I got to meet Little Romeo. And nice. his watch was like as big as my freaking torso. You know, it was just like this huge, huge watch on his wrist. But uh, got that when I was like 17 and uh, did a couple roles after that, like on the L word. Did, uh, you know, bit roles like yeah. Teenager Number 2 and right. Party Boy Number 4 and right, like yeah. all of these. Can I like, get a latte, please? And that's your only line. Exactly. Thing, and yeah. it was like such an exciting time, you know, looking back on it now, like that's. I don't know, like almost 16 years ago, right? Wow. Six, 15, 16 years ago, looking back on it and just the excitement that came with that. And, uh, and then when I was 18 years old, I booked um, a movie uh, called Decoys 2. Okay. And it took me to Edmonton. I was 18 years old, fresh out of high school, was filming a, a horror movie and having the time of my life. <laughs> and then while I was there, I got a phone call that I had actually booked a television show filming in Lille, France. So I went to Whoa. France for half a year. So I got right out of high school, straight to work. I uh, went to Edmonton for a month, and then I went to France for half a year. You didn't even think about college, university? I actually applied to Capilano. Oh, really? Um, for their film um, de- department. Yeah. But uh, the job kind of came up shortly after, and it was like I could... I could go to school and study. Spend money, make money. Yeah, and honestly, my education came on set, right? There's a lot of times I look back at my 17, 18-year-old self, and I was like, man, like, you know, 
uh, I was I was certainly learning at that <laughs> time, you know. So I went and spent half a year in France, came home at like 19 years old, and uh, just just kind of naturally progressed from there. Yeah, it's tough, man. Like when you go back and you look at yourself, the progression is so crazy, right? Like if you even if you're an 18 year old. Even if you're a 20-year-old and you're looking at yourself as an 18-year-old, you're like, oh my gosh. I was just going through some old photos yesterday. So I'm like my time in Los Angeles when I was like 21, 22 years oh. old. And I was like, what was I thinking? What was I wearing? Did like, was, was there no barbers down there? Like, why didn't I cut my <laughs> hair? Like, what's going on? It was such as life, right? Yeah. yeah. What, yeah. Was your, uh, what was your what was your mind frame at like at 21, 22, 23 uh, at that time when you're like, all right, I'm going to do this. Like, Again, sometimes you had a couple gigs, you were kind of yeah. bored into it. I'm not going to say prodigy, but like yeah, you were yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah. that was your streamlined. It's funny too, because like, you know, people say, oh, he's so talented, she's so talented. And I agree, like talent is, is, is a thing that sometimes you're born with, but mm -hmm. it's hard work that gets you where you need to be. You I know, it's hard. You don't just wake up as a talented actor and hop into a TV show or a movie, you know? It's it's hours and hours and hours and hours of prepping auditions and doing auditions that you never hear anything back on. The worst. Uh, my thing as an actor, uh, as I've been doing it from such a young age, it hasn't, <clears throat> it's not something that I feel fully defines me. Mm -hmm. I grew up playing hockey. I grew up playing lacrosse. I grew up coaching lacrosse. I, you know, I grew up doing all sorts of things. I've got a bunch of different friend groups. So it's not like my pals and I get together and all we talk about is scripts and movies and mm -hmm. scenes and stuff. So for me, acting was very important, but it wasn't everything to me, right? I started as a young person. I didn't have to make that adult decision when I was 20, 21. Like, right. I'm going to leave my small town. I'm going to go to the big city and I'm going to pursue acting. It's mm -hmm. just sort of naturally happened for me. And when I started making money at it, uh, that was a bonus. Um, but the thing that really drew me to it was the collaborative effort. Uh, again, I grew up playing hockey and lacrosse. I'm a big team guy. And when you get to set, you know, you realize that it is a team environment. Mm -hmm. You know your role. You know your lines. You show up. Do you your collaborate. Job. You do yeah. your job. Yeah. And then you go home. You know your role. Mm. And you shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, but there's also there's, there's a level of improv to that as well. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, like you... There's, yeah, listen, there's a lot of skill and I mean, geez, memorization, personality management and all this type of stuff. There's a millions. This skill sets are, are so wide and expansive. Absolutely. And, and listen, shout out to your parents. I mean, yeah. that's, that's what a great, what a great, I mean, especially way to being able to kids. say it now, like as a 32 year old, <clears throat> you know, my mom had the, the foresight to be like, you know what, if acting works great, if it doesn't work, like my kids will be able to talk in front of people and they yeah, won't be extremely awesome. devastated and embarrassed all the yeah. time. Right. Yeah, like, and don't yeah. get me wrong. Like. I still get nervous, you of know, course. and, uh, um, but it's been a skill that's sort of been in, in me for, for many, many years. Yeah. So, so if that's the skill, where does the talent come in? How do you, how do you I just see pull the mic like the Joe oh, Rogan. You I just pull, want to do the Joe Rogan pull. Yeah, yeah, I just right, want to lean back cool. a little bit. No, you're good. Yeah, no, I'm going to get some coffee, some tea. You're <laughs> yeah, good. Like no, we can got, pause. We've got take so up. much caffeine yeah. coursing through me right now. Um, where's the, where's the talent come in? Where's the talent? Like you're, you're, you're obviously natural, naturally charismatic. Right. Um, where, how do you see a talented actor? How do you pinpoint a talented actor? Cause that's like a famous Will Smith quote, right? Like the, the miss, uh, the different, the definition of skill and the definition of talent are so right. confused so where does where does talent come in in acting i'll speak on my own behalf right because sure. i can't talk for everybody else right. but, but one thing i will say is when i'm more prepared i feel more in control yeah. which allows me to be more creative and more loose and then i i'm allowing myself to improvise uh, when you're sitting there not knowing your lines and you're in the middle of a scene and all you're thinking about is your next line you're doing your scene partner a disservice you're doing the director a disservice mm. so for me i think talent comes from preparation and hours and hours and hours of work you know you throw me into an audition now 
uh, and the director will, uh, you know, I'll come in with some ideas how the scene's supposed to be, and the director will be like, okay, that was great, but actually this is what's happening. This is the real direction you know, that we need to go. Exactly, and then you have to be able to take the information, take a couple seconds, and regroup. And I think that's something that comes with professionalism and experience, mm. is being okay to take a couple seconds. In the room, you know, a lot of actors feel like they got to go in, say the lines, and they got to get out of there. It's like, well, this is your time too. You've prepared for this moment. Take your time. If you need to take a breath for three seconds, take a breath. Nothing worse than feeling rushed and leaving the room and being like, what happened in yeah, there? Yeah. Another thing I think with when you want to pinpoint a talented actor, it's uh, uh, silence. You know, a lot of uh, people feel like, as an actor, when you get a line, the line has to all come out at once. They don't look at the punctuation and you look at some actors and they'll just pause 15, 20 seconds because their character is thinking about what they're saying next. You know, as an actor, you might know what's coming next, but your character still needs to think. And you'll see that a lot with like some of the pros. It's like, you know, that guy's been, or that girl's been silent for 30 seconds because she's thinking about what she wants to say next. Yeah. Yeah. That's so powerful. That's like maybe the it's maybe the most powerful conversation tool, acting tool, whatever mm. it is. Like the ability to sit in silence. Yeah, it shows confidence. It shows self assurance. Even if you don't got it, yeah. you know, you got to fake it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like wow, he's so confident. Meanwhile, in my head, I'm like, oh my god, what's my line? What's my line? Say? What's my line? No yeah, yeah. Am I sweating? Am I dripping? You know. <laughs> yeah, man. That's yeah. And listen. The amount of um, yeah, confidence. The amount of presence, man. Like I've seen, uh, I've seen a lot of actors, uh, obviously just through film. I've seen a lot of auditions and I've been exposed to that world a little bit. Oh, you have? Like, you've seen, you've been on the other side of auditions? No, no, not that really. That is a hell I of mean, a thing to watch. I did, um, for like three years, two years. I just, I did a bunch of one-liners, a bunch of oh. little principal, principal roles and Okay. Shit. So yeah. you have an idea. So what's going I have on? a very, very small idea. Okay. I have no idea. I have no idea. It's, it was, <laughs> it was, it was, it was good money. Vancouver's a, a good spot to, to get your foot in and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and it was easy. I played athlete roles and boxing roles and just like stupid little bullshit like that. Gotcha. It was nice. Quick little cash. It was good. Um, and, uh, so like you, you see that and you immediately, like for me, like I just love to watch people. Right. You immediately see as someone walks in the room. You, you know, feel someone, it. You're like, oh, okay, this is the right, like, they don't have to say anything. Mm-hmm. And just the the ability to sense energy once it comes in. Mm-hmm. But then, and then what I've learned a little bit is like, if you have an actor or an actress coming in and they, they give off a certain type of energy, but they're doing that on purpose and they completely turn it around on you mm-hmm. just to get the person on the other side of the, uh, of the, of the camera mm-hmm. thinking a certain way, just to put them in position, mm-hmm. just to knock it out of the park and right. completely change it on them. Like right. there's masters of this thing. Like it's this weird psychological game being played. Oh, and it's funny you mentioned that because that movie I mentioned right off the top, The Phantoms, that basketball movie, there was a scene in which um, uh, my co-star who played my girlfriend in the show was coming to get me from from my house. And uh, I'm sorry, I was coming to get her from her house. Mm. And uh, the scene was a little stale. We kept doing it a few times and the director, Sud Sutherland, was like, ah, oh, it's feeling a little stale. And, and her and I both agreed. And uh, he went and whispered in her ear. And uh, we, we, we did the next take. And then I went up to the front door and I was like, you know, you got to come back. You got to do this. She's like, I'm not coming back. I'm like, you got to come back. She slams the door on my face, which was not scripted. And the camera's just sitting on my face. And I like have this natural reaction of like, like what the hell just happened, you know? And he kept it. He took it. We moved on. And that was actually what he ended up using in the yeah. movie. So sometimes those little curveballs are exactly what you need because uh you know you can't over rehearse right you yep. get you get an idea as to how the scene's supposed to go and it's maybe not how it's supposed to go at all 
Yeah, that's that's beautiful. And yeah. so on uh, on Letter Kenny, like, do they let you? How flexible is that? Like, this is so. Maybe explain the show a little bit for those sure. that don't know. Like, this has been running for this is what season seven? Yeah, that's and season eight's about to air in five days. Here, that's that's a long time. Yeah, so the the seasons were a little. Um, we do seasons uh, of fourteen episodes, but we shoot them in two different blocks. So we shoot seven episodes in August and seven in November. So they kind of come out in like half seasons. Mm. So you know, it might be actually season four or five contractually, but as far as what's on uh, line, it's seven or eight. Mm. Uh, so it is a lot of seasons. Like that's certainly true, but it hasn't been eight years necessarily. Uh, it's been more four or five years. Um, but the show is Letterkenny. It's it's a small town comedy set in a, a, a fake town, uh, Letterkenny, Ontario, and it surrounds. It uh, yeah, and there's a there's a town uh, in Ireland called Letterkenny. Okay. So sometimes I'll go through the hashtag. Uh, uh, you know, like in fans posts and stuff, yeah. and I'll, I'll see some posts from Donegal, uh, Ireland, and yeah. I'll, I'll show them some love yeah, why too. Not? We'll double tap that exactly. Too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it, it, it revolves around uh, a group of hicks uh, who Jared, the creator and writer, is a part of. Uh, and there's the hicks, the hockey players, the skids, which is my faction, which yep. is just drug dealing, Crazy. long black hair, yeah. uh, meth, you know, Hilarious. induced. Uh, and then there's some Christians, and and now we're in season uh, eight. Here we have all sorts of characters from all sorts of walks of life. So we've got cityites, we've got uh, we've got uh, city girls, we've yeah, got yeah. you know, um, we got Amish people, and it's uh, it's it's a really really fun show that uh, we're very very proud of, and we're proud to be Canadian. We don't have to hide our boots and our A's, and. Uh, you know, we, we really, really get to lean into it. So when I end up auditioning for something, uh, out of America shortly after Letter Candy Land, uh, I, I gotta, I gotta check myself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's, uh, and your character is, is hilarious because it's like, it's, it's so not you. Like you go, you, I'll go on your Insta, I'll go yeah. on IMDb and mm-hmm. I'll be like, oh, this is like, this is like little pretty Vancouver boy. Yeah, like, yeah. This guy's like, all right, okay, I see you. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, well, where is he? When I went to the I show, know. I was like, where, uh-huh. he must have a really small role. And I'm like, oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> That's him right there. Nah, he's the guy dancing in circles and Ridiculous. flailing my long hair. Ridiculous. When I got the role, Jared, actually, who writes the show, he's a buddy of mine. We did the uh, Don Cherry story, the miniseries, about nine years ago. He played adult Don Cherry. I played uh, teenage Don Cherry. Nice. Even though Jared's like three years older than me. You know, we had like an age <laughs> difference of like, I don't know, 10, 15 years in the movie. And he started doing YouTube clips. Um you know, one, two minute clips. I think they did four or five of them. They, they got, uh, you know, a bunch of views. And then from that point, he's like, I think I got something here. I want to develop it into a TV show. And he, he told me he wants me to be one of the drug dealing skids. And I was like, all right, buddy, call me when it happens. You in that. I know, yeah. right? It's like crazy. Everyone who knows me thinks I'm going to be one of the hockey players on right. the show. But, you know, they are uh, rudely uh, awakened when they, when they see what I actually do on the show. For sure, for sure, for sure. So you, I th- so that's really interesting. A YouTube series turns into now a Hulu ser- a series, yeah. a Crave series. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. I know. It's been an interesting ride uh, to be a part of. Um, and I think Jared was very smart when he did four or five uh, YouTube clips and he saw how popular they were getting and he pulled back from it and didn't do any more and uh, started developing it into a TV series at that point. Wow. So he kind of left people wanting more. And when news of the TV show came out, we got an order of six episodes season one. So it was sort of Bell's way of testing the show, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, it's not a huge financial commitment, six episodes. And once we did that and aired on Crave TV, it was, uh, you know, quite popular right away. And then we got the second season order and then we got the third season order and then Hulu came into play and it's just like, you know, 
I don't think I've ever really known of a show doing that. I'm sure it exists. Like I think Broad City did something similar. They did some YouTube shows or YouTube clips and then became a, a, a TV show. I think it's happened a couple times, but uh, the likelihood of it, I think, is rather rare. And, uh, you know, moving forward, it's quite a template for, for showing networks that you have something that people like, right? You could oh put it gosh. up there for free and get tens of thousands of views or hundreds of thousands of views. And Next thing you know, you got a deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, um, I'm a huge Freshman's Bel Air fan. Yeah, naturally. Uh, right, obviously. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> um, and uh, they did, Kid went and did, made the trailer into a dramatic film. That's right. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. And then Will got caught wind of it and was like, all right, let's make the movie. Is that happening? Yeah, it's happening. They're yeah. making a fresh Prince. Yeah, yeah, dramatic, real life dramatic movie. Is Will going to be in it? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, he just did the trailer. Like it was like two minutes, three minutes. Yeah, yeah, I like that. saw that trailer actually. Epic. Wow. I didn't know that was Epic. happening. And yeah, no. So, so, uh, we'll did a vlog about it. He's like, yo, this is the creator. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to make it. He's all over uh, Instagram and stuff and YouTube right now. So eh? that's so crazy. So that was one of like the most graceful transitions like I've ever seen ever. Like classic biggest movie stars ever, mm-hmm. ever, ever, ever. And then just completely goes over to the other side. Doesn't do anything. No. Did, did not do anything. No Insta, no YouTube, no nothing. Yeah. Right. And then just completely wakes up one day. He's like, you know what? This is a good idea. You know what that shows? The impact of social media and YouTube. If the biggest movie star in the world thinks that he's going to, you know, pave his own lane. And like, who who, who else is doing that? Kevin Hart's on there. Jack Black's on there. You know, all these guys. Exactly. So it's and Zac Efron's doing his YouTube thing. So it's there's clearly. Right, uh, they're they're there for a reason. So you know? Tyler, where's your what's, like what's what's going on? I How, thought I thought you know? about it, but it's like, and no disrespect to people who do it, but like some of my friends who who vlog, you know, the camera's always out and they're always doing doing that thing, and it's just like. I love watching them. I just don't know if I, I'm, I'm the guy to film them, you know? Uh, <laughs> I think you're full of shit. Yeah, well, like maybe. It's even, <laughs> it's even hard for me sometimes to like post Instagram. Like, yep. uh, I don't know. Like I'm getting better at it and I understand the importance of it. And I do love connecting with folks on it. Like I love, I love responding to comments and stuff as long as it's like nice and not mean. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, maybe one day, you know, on this, on this tour, we're about to embark on a Letter Kenny Live yeah, tour. Crazy. So I think we're all going to kind of have our cameras out and try and document as much as that as, right. as, as we can. Yeah. So how do you position yourself? Because everyone, everyone's from the ground up. Everyone's from the ground up. Everyone's just trying to find a way, make a name, right. monetize an audience, and, yeah, right. and, and whatever, whatever. There's that whole wave, which is like serving a purpose in its own sense. But everyone is coming from essentially no exposure, right. or no nothing, and trying to build from there. Right. Um, you know, versus like people like yourselves have a have a platform, have an audience. And, you know, frankly, right. you have a um, you know, much more kosher way into that. Um, when I'm looking at you, I'm like, well, dude, that could that could 10 extra opportunities just as an actor. Mm-hmm. Right. So as you see this whole because you've been, you know, from traditional media now into social media, digital media, you've, yep. you've existed. Your career has existed over that entire span. Yeah. Um, how have you thought about like what's your thought train been, you know, from 08, 09 to 2015, 2013 and now today, like how is this all going to develop and how, how am I going to exist in that ecosystem? You know what I mean? When you said that, the first thing I thought of was, uh, I used to send VHSs to agents <laughs> and stuff like that. So like it, I've been doing it for that long, you know, I used to have to set up a, a, a VHS camera to tape my auditions. And then we'd, we'd literally send 
the tape. he, tapes to, to agents when i got my first agent we sent a whole bunch of vhs tapes to agents and they'd watch it and some would get back to us some wouldn't get back to us and now i can like i could set up my my iphone yeah. and i could do an audition right here for you yeah. and i could email it off to freaking wherever new yeah. york london vancouver you toronto you name it so watching it uh it, it progressed like that now you know we don't we don't use film as often we use digital cameras so we can film for hours and hours and hours which is much more cost effective uh i I worked on the killing which was a tv show that that shot with film Mm. and we would set up forever Mm. and then we would rehearse and we'd rehearse and we'd rehearse and then we'd finally shoot and we'd have maybe two takes and it was a very very fun cool artistic way of shooting where sometimes on tv shows it's like let's just shoot the rehearsal see what happens and if we get it on the rehearsal we move on where this was you know with film you had to take a little bit more time because it's very very expensive uh mm. it, was, it was cool it was a really cinematic show i was i was happy to be a part of that one um and then now on letter kenny we got a couple cameras we set it up we talk shit for a few few <laughs> you know few pages and then we move on you know yeah but as far as different. like progressing in this industry i've uh, been fortunate to be an actor for you know about 15 years now uh, 15 years like professionally at least and uh, i love it i'm on uh, a dream show right now i'm working with my friends i'm representing canada i get to live in vancouver and i said over and over again i don't want to go anywhere else this is my city this wow. is where i want to be you know look if la calls and, I, and they want me to come down for a show or big yeah. willie's calling and he yeah. wants me to be in the new fresh prince with them or whatever I'm like saying no i'm there but just as far as where i want to like set up shop vancouver is is my city and i've recently just uh purchased the option to uh the rights of a book mm. entitled the last gang in town written by aaron chapman who just released another book recently called uh, vancouver after dark excuse me he's he's a vancouver historian and he's become a friend of mine and he's just a wealth of information and knowledge about this city so moving forward i'd like to continue with this one project in particular last gang in town me and my friend uh, and business partner andrew holmes purchased those rights and we'd like to make it into a mini series set here in vancouver based in the 70s um it's about the clark park gang Mm. which was a group of uh rough and tough uh you know young uh you know young men and and teenagers who uh spent time in clark park and were wreaking havoc on the neighborhood and eventually the vpd had to uh, establish a secret police force to come get these kids out of here so there's a lot of very cool juicy stories in this book it's called last gang in town for anybody who wants to check it out uh it was a great book uh so you know uh, moving forward i'd like to uh you know take any of this this Letterkenny um, leverage or energy momentum and, and, and try and make some stuff here uh, locally with some friends and, and uh, people I admire and look up to and want to work with. And uh, yeah, I want to plant roots here. This is my home. Most people don't do that, man. Yeah. Most people don't do that. There's a lot of stars from this town and I don't want to say none of them are here, but not a lot of them yeah, are here. I know. There's a lot of talent that's come from like, oh, you know, yeah. within these, these little mountain ranges right oh, here. Yeah. It's insane. And some of them like to, you know, some of them come back and wave their flag. Like, uh, you know, Seth Rogen comes back, shoots a lot of his shows yep. here. His production company is called Point Grey. And when you're that big of a star, LA makes sense. You're taking meetings all day and doing that whole thing. And look, the sunshine 24 7, 365 is not a bad, it's, it's gray and yeah. uh, raining and it's like 2 30 p.m. You know, it's about to be pitch black here in about six minutes. <laughs> I just love the city, man, and I and I, I've had the opportunity to travel a lot. I've I've been to you know uh, South Africa. I went to Europe a whole bunch of times, and um, 
I just love the city. And we got stories to tell. People think that this yep. is just a, a glass buildings and yoga and, and cyclists that cycle to the beach, you know, but yeah. there's a lot going on here. There's so much going on here, man. I think that, I think, I mean, that's, uh, honestly, that was one of the bases for this whole podcast. Mm. Honestly, it was. It was like, there's a bunch of amazing untold stories. That's what Selfire has been doing for years. It's just taking untold stories that have so much depth. And so there's so, just incredible narratives and bringing them to the forefront. Because a lot of times, like, there's no... Like if you're, what's the, what's, what's, what's the Vancouver platform? What's the radio station? What's the, who are the people? Where do you go? Yeah. You're, you're a star from the city. Where do you go? If you're like, I need to go do a promo run in Vancouver. Where do you go? To be honest with you, I've had uh, some moments in the past that I've been a little disheartened, disheartened with how that goes down. Right. Uh, I was on a great show for many, many years called Less Than Kind. And it won all sorts of Canadian screen awards. And, uh, you know, we got a lot of uh, notoriety for that. Not quite the letter Kenny level that, that's mm-hmm. happening right now, of course. But uh, we didn't really promote it out West. You know, it was promoted in Toronto. It was promoted in all those Eastern cities. And I just kept saying, like, guys, like, there's a lot of people in Vancouver. Why, why are we neglecting them, you know? And yeah. I think it's changing now. Like uh, the CSAs, the Canadian Screen Awards are, are uh, having more right. events out West now. And they're looking to like just incorporate some more of the Western Canadian culture. And and I, I do think it is moving a little bit. Uh, we've always kind of been like the little brother, uh, you know. Always been the little brother. And truth be told, like we are far away from some of those other cities, you know. Like to get to Toronto, it's a it's a five hour flight, and you know, any further than that, like it's it's hours and hours. Like True. to get to Sudbury, it 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 takes an entire day. Yeah. Mm. But we got a lot to offer here. We've got a lot of great talent, and uh, I I do feel it it changing. You know, I hope so, man. I really do hope so. I mean, we're we're lucky to have exposure to the, to some of the people coming up, which is like you look at the talent, you're like, okay, no, that's that's world class, mm-hmm. that's world class level, and that's I think you, you don't see that. I went to a great event last night. Uh, Boots for Beers, put on by Matt Brevner, uh, goes by the moniker of Brevner. And he had a bunch of local musicians and artists come through to donate uh, boots and money to the downtown east side. Uh, as Joss and I just you know, explained, it's pouring with rain outside and it's not going <laughs> to stop for months. Uh, so it was cool. He, he brought a bunch of the uh, Vancouver artists together. There was uh, Junk, who's one of my favorite rappers, yeah, actually. Yeah, we've had him on the Junk show. Was, uh, Junk was my number one artist on Spotify last year. Wow. Yeah. So like, and I sent him a you message. Can't fake that. I know. And I sent him a message, and I was like, "Yeah, one. I'm not like I'm a I'm a full on fanboy yeah. now, you know." <laughs> and and Boslin was there last night, who just cool. dropped a new uh, album called Black Lotus, which I've had on repeat. Sick. Uh, Messiah, uh, Messiah Prophet was there. Uh, Corduroy Floyd was yeah, there. Absolutely. Uh, Jade Monet was there. Yeah. Uh, Brevner, of course, was there. So it was a very very fun night for the city. We raised a bunch of money in boots for the downtown east side. Super uh, cool, man. It was a cool vibe. That's why I'm a little. little groggier than I, uh, I I probably should be this morning. We had a, we had a bit of a late night, but we had a lot of fun. It's all good, man. Now yeah. listen, those are, those are some of the best artists coming up in the city. Absolutely. Yeah. And they're like, they're so like, you just don't see, I don't know, man. You just don't see the, one of my qualms is like Vancouver eats its babies, man. Yes. Vancouver eats its babies. Yeah. And like, I see this all the time. Like I, there's, there's some people in the city that are so and proud to be from here it's ridiculous yeah. because like dude look around yeah 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 like, like i'm from the gulf islands right? i was so, about to ask where you were from right so so like vancouver to me is 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 new york right, right? in a way right because yeah, that's yeah. the perception i grew up of with, course right? yeah and then i'm coming here and i'm looking around i'm like yo nobody thinks this is anything 
Yeah. Everyone's like, yeah, there's, 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 some, there's some tall buildings. We have a lot of people here. And it's right. Really nice, right. Whatever. Right. And I'm like looking around. I'm like, are you kidding me? No. Yeah. Like you go down to Seattle, you go down to Portland, and these guys are like, oh no, no, like this is this is Portland. Let me show. You, let me show. Come here. Come, yeah. Come here. Let me show you what Portland's about. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Take out these waterfalls with these these, yeah. these sand dunes. We'll do all this different type of shit. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm so excited to be here, and I yeah, love it. Yeah. Seattle's the same way. Like for instance, like the Seattle comedy scene mm. popping, mm. popping, mm. right? And it's like I see amazing comics here. We've had a mm. bunch of comics on, and I'm like, and I go out to Yuck Yucks. I go out to, to the mix and I'm like, why is this not fucking packed? We have a, we have an issue here in Vancouver. Um, it, we don't, like you say, we, they, I've never heard that term really, but eats, eats, eats their babies. Is that what you eats said? Eats their babies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 I, I, I get it. No, I like it. But we, we, uh, we don't create a star system here the same way that uh, Toronto and That's Montreal right creates there. a star system. Oh, what's a star system? Well, just like, it doesn't have to be a star, but we have to big up each other right. you know like these events last night are great for the community uh if we've got local actors looking to make a project we want to big up the projects if if there's uh you know a chef opening a new restaurant we have to show up to the new restaurant you know uh no one's going to give us anything we need to show up for each other and big up each other and uh i think star system is just like you know like toronto uh with, with some of the actors in the shows that they have, you, you'll see the same actors kind of pop up every couple of years on new shows. The same directors pop up every couple of years on their shows. They take care of each other. It's a very, very ultra competitive city. Mm. Uh, but, uh, but they, you know, they look out for each other. And we do that here on the West Coast a little bit. But uh, sometimes we facilitate other cities and their projects, whether that's LA or, or Toronto or, you know, yeah. New York. Uh, we're always kind of uh, portraying our city as Seattle. And, uh, you know, I think and it gets shot as Seattle all the time, all the time. Yeah. All the time. But we have a couple shows here that, uh, you know, motive ran five, six years and it was, it was based here in Vancouver and, mm. uh, let's just, let's just continue uh, for it to grow. Hopefully. Yeah. Listen, the, the infrastructure's here. It's all, it's all, it's, it's here. Like just, I don't know. I'm a basketball guy. Right. And, and the Grizzlies coming and going was like so indicative of like what I think this How old have you been though? I was a kid. Dude. Yeah. 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 I was a baby. I think we kind of got screwed over with that. Like yeah, it, ownership. It, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the dollar, all types, all types of different stuff. But I mean, like, it's it's still. I don't like. I'm not in the boardrooms and having the business meetings where I'm like, okay, well, does this demographic make sense? Mm-hmm. Does it make sense to open a a branch here? Does it make sense to open a coffee shop here? Does it make sense sense to open up a production team here? Like, I I don't see the numbers, and I don't. I'm not looking. Like, I don't know how well our hockey team's doing. Like, you know, in terms of actual revenue, right? Like, mm. is this a viable market? Maybe that's the piece that's missing. I think there's also uh, some archaic business laws uh, oh. that are happening in the city. Like Ooh, it's hard. That talk. Here we it's, go. Oh god. <laughs> well, like I think it's hard for people to open businesses. Uh, it takes a long time. There's lots of red tape. I know a couple friends of mine who are looking to open uh, a venue. Uh, liquor laws obviously are really yep. stringent here, and it was tough for people to kind of get business off the ground. It's 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 obviously a very expensive city, and and again, I think we are ma- moving in the right direction, but uh, we've we've got a long way to go. Mm. So how you're now well established. Um, and you're in the industry, you've been in the industry for a while, yeah. you have some pull. Yeah. So, and you say you want to hear, exist here and, yeah. and bring shows here and produce shows here. Yeah. And, and, you know, it sounds like Seth Rogen's a little bit of a model in terms of like, you know, bringing the production team here and being in house. And, um, you know, God, he had that one show. He's like ruined a couple of uh, restaurants in town because it's just so packed now. Oh yeah, that uh, what was that? It's like a donut. He was shot? like smoking and eating or whatever he was yeah, with that guy. Was, was that with that? Uh, yeah, I forget what it was. Famous chef guy he was with. 
those things are popping now or whatever, right? But, yeah. you know, so he's, he's leveraged that. He's super Vancouver. Like, I love seeing him on, like, GGN, on Snoop's little fake news yeah, show yeah, and shit. Yeah, Just, like, yeah. teaching him how to roll cross yeah. and stuff. I was like, that <laughs> yeah. is so cool. That is yeah. so Vancouver, yeah. and that is so in the world. Like, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So what's the direction you want to take with that whole thing? What's your Vancouver flavor? How are you going to bring it here? Like, how are you thinking about all that stuff? How well, do you think about Vancouver culture? Um, It's funny because, like... <laughs> You know, I'm one of the only guys from Vancouver on the show. Dylan Playfair lives here. He was uh, he's from up north, and Andrew Hur lived here for a long time, but he's moving to Toronto. And and Michelle Milet, who plays Katie, was originally from Vancouver Island and moved to Toronto. So, oh, so I, uh, you know, they uh, they poke fun at me. There's a couple jokes uh, in the new season coming out about Vancouver, and every time one of the characters said it, everyone just turned and looked at me like as though I was <laughs> supposed to protect the city's honor or something. You know, uh, I just think as far as. Um, you know, being this, this Vancouver energy or whatever, I think it's just being yourself. And, and like I said, there's more to the city than just uh, uh, biking to the beach. And it's funny. Cause like, they'll make fun of me, you know, I'll say something about something. They're like, Oh, why don't you go back to Vancouver and, and bike to the beach, <laughs> beach and do yoga. And I'm like, well, in fact, I love doing all three of those things. So like your chirp isn't really affecting me right now. Yeah, like, well, I'll pick up a juice on the way. Exactly. Too. <laughs> I'd love to get on my bicycle right now. Um, there's just more to the city than kind of what meets the eye. You know, we had a, we had uh, a whole bunch of history here in the early 1900s, I believe, down in uh, the, like the Gore uh, Gastown area. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. used to have uh, nightclubs that were just popping, and it was like uh, rows and rows of them. And and there was a big uh, culture back then, like a nightlife culture. And of course, now that area is a little bit different. And uh, Gran- Granville Street's going through a bit of a facelift right now, too. I'm yeah. excited to see what happens there in the yeah, next couple of years. It's a little, little desolate right now, but... Uh, uh, you know, man, I just, I think we just start from the ground up and start building and, and I'm on step two of about 5,000 with this mm. book that I was telling you about. So mm. maybe you and I could sit back uh, down in a year and I could give you some more updates on yeah, that. Yeah, a couple, a couple steps on the line. Mm-hmm. I love it. So, so you're going to be shooting, um, you're going to be shooting out, out East. What? We start the tour oh, in, Mon- yeah. in Moncton. That's the first day. So, That's the first date. So, okay. So podcasts are doing freaking tours now. Everyone's doing tours now. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe because it's the only way you can convert. I mean, mm. I don't know. You're not selling DVDs anymore. Mm. Um, so how, how for someone that don't know, how do you go as a show and just go on tour? Are you doing skits? Are you doing, is it improv? What? How are you just going to go up on stage, mm-hmm. kick the shit? you know, shotgun a couple of beers and be Canadian and have Americans laugh at you. I don't know. Like, I don't know. No, I think that, I think that might be it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we don't have the script yet, but they did a, um, Canadian wide tour, uh, last year, year and a half ago. And there was, uh, four actors and two stand up comedians. So what they did was they, s- they set up a stage with the produce stand. They all sat around the produce stand, did some scenes, did some skits. Nice. Uh, and then a comedian would come on for about 20, 25 minutes set. And they go back on do some more scenes, maybe have a little bit of digital content. Then another comedian would come on and then some more scenes so now the cast there's nine of us going there was four or five originally now there's nine of us wow we uh we've got a tour bus that will be uh you know posted up on for two months and uh um i'm excited man like i don't have the script yet but i think it's going to be a lot a lot of fun jared uh our creator showrunner we call him the franchise he uh (laughs) he says he he wants to blow the roof off this place right because he says uh you know, we're doing 42, sh- 41 shows. We're going to 38 cities. And he's like, if we do this right, we might get a chance to do it again. So, uh, so he's making sure the script is tight. Wow. We're going to, we're going to just have a blast. Hopefully the fans have as much, if not more fan, uh, more fun than we do. Yeah. And, uh, we are all very, very excited. It's hard. 
it's kind of hard to like fathom right now, you know, like yeah. we're rolling into Christmas here and then January is going to come and go. And then all of a sudden February will be here and we're <laughs> flying to Moncton, New Brunswick to do a couple of days of rehearsal and then, uh, and then hitting the road. Super crazy. That'll be, I mean, this will be coming out right around that time. And, and so I think I don't understand how you put that together. <laughs> like, I just don't get it. Shout out Live Nation. Okay, shout yeah. out Live Nation. Shout out Live Nation. Ooh, Live yeah. Nation. Some yeah. of the biggest names. Yeah, you heard of them? Oh, oh my god. Yeah, you gosh. heard of them? Yeah, they have a couple big acts. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're yeah. doing pretty good. So Live Nation uh, has organized this tour. So they got in touch with Letterkenny on the last Canadian tour. They they, they helped run it. So Ooh. so it's it's the real deal. It's legit. It's the real deal. It's legit. Yeah. So you guys are doing like theaters and stuff or yeah. what? Yeah, pretty big Crazy. venues. Uh, some of them I think have two thousand. Some I think have like. 3,000. Damn, how is a little like Canadian redneck show going to go out there? We'll see, buddy. We'll see. I'm excited for the first time I step on stage. I feel the energy, you know, and like just hope I get my lines out. uh, (laughs) Because I haven't been on stage like that in a very, very long time. Right, so a completely different dynamic. Completely Completely different different dynamic. dynamic. You know, I can't screw up my lines and just ask for another take. Uh, You know, we'll see. Like when they when they came through Vancouver, they played at the Orpheum and uh, they brought me on stage uh, at the end of the show and just hearing the applause, having nothing to do with the show. I just kind of stepped on stage, you know, and the energy was just incredible. Uh, We're excited. Awesome, man. That's that. That's awesome. So, how do you how do you see this whole? So, okay, you went up from YouTube. Yeah. You came all the way up. <laughs> Bell signed on. You got yeah. Crave. You got Hulu. Now you're doing tours with Live Nation. Yeah. So this, the the show is inevitably going to grow, um, regardless of that. How do you see the whole content thing playing out? Like you know, like for instance, you're on a new platform right now. Podcasting is a new thing. All mm-hmm. of a sudden, podcasts are doing tours. All of a sudden, yeah. podcasts are doing paid promotion and different partnerships, and we're moving in different ways. And the right, business right. of it all is so weird. How, as an actor, like how do you see this entire? I'm just going to call it a content industry now because mm-hmm. that's really what it is. Like we're competing with Netflix in many ways. It's screen time. We yeah, have to yeah. pop on your screen. Yeah. Um, everyone, it's an equilibri- It's a equalizer now, really. Yeah. Um, so how are you thinking about content moving forward in uh, 2020? You know, something maybe I should think about a little bit more. I'm not really a very curated content kind of guy. Uh, I... <laughs> I uh, I'll think about posting a photo, then I'll think about the caption, and then I'll overthink the <laughs> caption, and then I'll forget that I was going to post a photo. So I'm not really the the content guy. That being said, uh, I think there's a lot of opportunity moving forward to do some cross promotion with brands and stuff that I believe in, and it's it's uh, it's something you need to be thoughtful of when you're posting and reposting and retweeting because uh, you know once. Once you start getting a, a certain amount of followers, uh, those things can equate to dollar value, right? And I'm not looking to make money off of uh, reposting friends or people in the community. Uh, I, I'm happy to help mm-hmm. even get two sets of eyes on a friend of mine mm-hmm. who's doing a project of any sort. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as far as brand uh, uh, you know, crossovers, I think there's some potential uh, there moving forward. And then perhaps I would have to get my content game, uh, game up a little bit and, and just try and make it look as natural as possible. Do some of those box openings where I'm yeah. like, oh, I haven't even opened the box yet. You know, it's yeah. like, wow, what'd they get me? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But I'd like to... I'd like to um, I like to keep in touch, and, I, and I've been joking recently. Like, I don't play very much video games, but I'll play a little bit of NHL, and I'll play a little bit of Call of Duty, you know? And I, I always joke. I was like, uh, maybe I should Twitch. Maybe I should Twitch. You should but Twitch, t- man. I don't know. Like, I, I have to watch what I say, and, like, I just curse at myself, and it's just, like, so de- <laughs> self-deprecating. I'm like, you yeah, idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's pretty cool the way that uh, things are moving. Like, uh, you can make money just talking into your phone nowadays, right? Mm-hmm. Like, posting mm-hmm. and 
turn yeah, to man. a little a little Kardashian. A lot of people are a little mini Kardashians for sure. I mean, it's like I don't know, man. Like, are you worried that your lack of direction, like, d- yeah, direction or content? <laughs> I was gonna say direction. That's like a little. Pointy. Are you feeling lost, little, Tyler? Are you Tyler, lost? Let's talk about your emotions. <laughs> like, is your self confidence <laughs> wavering? Um, oh, no, like, no. are you are you worried that you're like so many stars yeah. or people that are not even stars are honing in on audiences, becoming micro influencers, or or just very carefully curating content or curating their online presence or curating series around them or curating yeah. podcast appearances? See, it's that word you keep using, curating. How do you find it? Because you're a guy who's quite on, uh, prominent on the internet and the social webs and the and the social medias and stuff. I think like, I think screw it, man. How do you feel though? Do you feel like it ever wears you down? A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. That's 100%. what I. That's what I don't want. I don't want 100%. that burnout, you know. And I feel like I have to talk to the camera. I feel like I have to post because that would get very exhausting. Yeah, dude. I, I, like, if I'm inspired, like, I'm a goof. I like to be a goof, right. and if I feel like being a goof, I'm gonna go be a goof. Yeah, word. You know, and, and like, uh, but most of my life is like, it's very professional and, and yeah. whatnot. Like, and, and I need to, to, I need to exist in many different realms. Right. And in a in a in a social space, you need to craft one personality. Well, reality is. Oh. Well, so you're saying your 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 presence online might not be exactly who Joss is sitting here with listen, me. Listen, man, that's that's some crazy verbatim. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, not endorsing that, but no, I mean, it, in, if you go out and you show, I know a hundred different si- sides of you. Like self hire has gone through this. A lot of companies that we know have gone through this. Of like, okay, well, are you a juice company? Are you a snack company? Are right. you an apparel company? Like, right. you know, it's just like, well. As a person, what type of person are you? What type of person do you portray? Right. Um, for me, like I'm a hundred different people. Sorry, yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, like, yeah. I me love too. a bunch of different shit. Yeah, yeah. And like I'm also like you you mentioned earlier, like your identity is not an actor. Right. Like my identity is not my profession, my identity yeah. is not a podcaster. Yeah. Like I like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I yeah. like being, you know, a hundred different ways. It's fair. I'm just playing. Right. I'm just playing. And if I if I need if I if social media or any type of content platform or public facing thing becomes a space where it's not play. Yeah, I'm out, man. Well, you see a lot of those guys getting burnt out, like PewDiePie, uh, who's like I think the biggest YouTuber tuber on the platform. Mm. He's taking a break because he's like, I just I'm just tired of making content. I'm tired of feeling like the pressure to put out content. And he's probably got millions upon millions on the bank, so he could take a step he's back. Good. Yeah, he's, he's he could take a, a couple steps back, and he he'd be just fine. Yep. It is it is interesting. Like I got I got friends of mine who are very very active online, and they kill it. They crush it. You know, mm. uh, I just I don't know. I, I just don't put myself out there too much. I think. I'm also cool with not being out there. Like I don't care, and I don't yeah. think you care either, man. Yeah, like no. it's just like you're like I'm, I'm, I'm good. I, I use it for promotion purposes. Right. I like to connect. Like those artists that I mentioned who were at that uh, right. show last night, I, I've been able to connect with them through social media, which is and awesome. You and I were able to connect through social exactly. media. Like there's a lot of positives. Uh, I went down to a Seahawks game uh, a month ago, month and a half ago, because uh, I met a man named Chase Decker, and he works for the team. He, he, we, he, we connected through social media and me and my dad and my buddy came through and went yeah. to a Seahawks game and had a couple beers with him and like it's 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 cool for that kind of a thing for sure but uh, and yeah I mean and then the promotion things again what's her name Liz Liz something do you know what I'm talking about huge YouTube star oh, no Liz oh my gosh doesn't matter we can cut this out yeah <laughs> um anyways there's a there's a woman named Liz she's an amazing YouTube star or whatever and now she's hopping on all these like will's vlog or this guy's vlog or his vlog and now she's landing content series and actual like she's landing gigs they're creating roles around her and around her personality for her to come in and speak for her to come in like whether it's um you know there's uh whether you know like for instance uh sean evans first we feast hot ones right hilarious sean do you think you could hack it you think you could do it 
uh, the, the hot ones? Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I think that's 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 fire in a bottle. I don't right think there. I could do it. Yeah, I, I could know. probably get to like the sixth wing, maybe. And I it's don't like, know, turn off dude. the cameras. Turn off the cameras. I don't know. <laughs> I would be I would be outrageous. I would be outrageous. Yeah. I wouldn't hold back at all. And like I like I'm like I ain't no quitter, boy. You yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, yeah. I'd go all the way I through, know, yeah. and 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 I would be the most atrocious person ever. Um, but like there, he is now a personality. They've they've they crafted him and built him into something right. into that right now and that's what that's what uh, hollywood quote unquote's been right, right, is right. You, you get crafted through these roles and your personality you know he's good for this and he's good for that or this yeah, is yeah. her role this is very very good and yeah, yeah and like you know so you've kind of created a little canadian content lane for yourself in a mm -hmm. way like oh that's a really good canadian star right there mm -hmm. you know versus going the other way in reverse engineering and like essentially you bringing yourself to the forefront like this lady Liz, who I cannot freaking remember her last name, um, you know, building her own personality and then having the networks come to her and be like, "You're awesome. Let's mm -hmm. let's let's whatever you are. There's a target demo around it. We're gonna build something around you and leverage your audience and pay you a shit ton for mm -hmm. it, right? Mm -hmm. Which is the direct opposite of where I think you've kind of gone. Where you're just mm -hmm. like, oh no, I'm on these shows and mm -hmm. they like I, I'm good, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. Do would you have any desire if you weren't producing it mm -hmm. to like if you went through branded yourself personally a little bit more um and then went in and out and pitched those types of things to networks or whatever like not you producing the show but saying hey here's my personality here's what i bring to the table here's my fan base mm. can we make something around it something you thought of so bringing my personal brand and pitching myself to networks yourself your tribe your community and yeah. what you bring right yeah and i think that's part of the package too with me getting the option to the rights of that book is i went into that pitch meeting and i and i sat down with the author and i was like i love this city i love your stories i love your mind i want to tell this story mm. went into the the publishing which is arsenal pulp uh, they've got a bunch of local great books check them out mm. and i just went in i was like i love this city i want to hire canadian actors Canadian producers, Canadian directors. Wow. If we can, I'd love to hire Vancouver actors, Vancouver directors, and really make it a homegrown product. We uh, we're putting together a lookbook right now, and we're thinking of different actors just to just to put into place, not necessarily to reach out to, just to show that we have a community here that we can cool. build off of. And there's some writers that we've reached out to, some directors that we've reached out to that are very very interested in telling Vancouver stories as well. It's just a matter of where we're going to land with all those folks. Uh, so that is part of the package, right? It's like, I have this love for the city and, and my friends and my peers have this love for the city. So that is, that is what we're kind of pitching. And when we go to Bell Media or when we go to CBC or whoever it is that we decide to pitch, that will be, that'll be part of it. Super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Super cool. And that's, that's an angle that hasn't really. No, I, I think, I think there's so much to be told. Like, uh, and I actually make a habit of, of picking up local books too, because, uh, you know, when I got the option of the rights of that book, I didn't think about it. I just went, grabbed the book, enjoyed the book, sat down with my buddy, told him about it. And he's like, well, let's, let's talk more. Mm. And that became an idea that turned into the actual signing of the paper. And cool. so, uh, you know, things, things start with an idea and, and I have a passion for the city. So it, it just kind of came naturally. That's interesting. So you, you, have, you have an actor mind, you have a business mind as well. Then they both, they the, interact. The success of Letterkenny has allowed me to think differently because- wow. Up until Letterkenny, I've been fine. I'm doing fine. But Letterkenny now has provided a little bit of security that I don't need to be constantly in the hamster wheel of auditioning mm. and going from job to job, looking for the next job, looking for the next paycheck. I could actually take a little step back and be like, what do I want to do? What would I want to produce? And uh, so it's actually allowed me to put like a different hat on uh, and think business wise as well. 
because it's easy to get stuck in the in the struggle and the hustle and like you're constantly going and like you take a vacation you get an email they're like i know you're on vacation but can you get us this audition by you know tomorrow and it's yeah. like well i'm on the beach like <laughs> no but also but yes. i need a job like yeah. you know so uh the success of letter has allowed me to kind of just change my uh right. my, my brain a little bit not not working from a desperate place exactly right? you're, you're, yeah you're a little bit working from a place of abundance i mean think i think people need to come to a realization that you're You have the divine decision-making capabilities. Like, it's you. Yes. You can you can pivot however you want. Yes. You can take whatever show you want or not take whatever show you want. Yeah. You can, like, it is 100. Like, we get stuck in this microcosm of, like, reacting, 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 yeah, yeah, reacting, yeah, yeah, yeah. reacting, reacting, yeah. which is what I think a lot of actors are in, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Take what you can get. Take what you can get. It's like, well, is it going to make you happy? Yeah. Well, also, I was like, well, the world is abundant, man. The world is abundant. There's a lot. There's mm-hmm. a lot. And like it might not seem there's a lot in your little microcosm, but there's a lot. So if you just take those blinders off for one second and have a, an opportunity that allows you to take those blinders off for mm. a second, oh shit, look around. Like there's a hundred million things I could do. This is pretty cool. This mm. is fun. Mm. Um, today, now, I kind of want to just touch on as we wrap up a little bit, I want to I want to figure out um, how you're thinking about this now, like as an actor, as a career, as a, as a profession. Like wh- how are you uh, approaching uh, pitching shows or auditions, like what's the state of mind you're going into these things with, you know, versus maybe 10, 15 years ago? Yeah, I, I do approach it a little differently. Now I definitely look at the project or I look at the audition and I'm like, what kind of show is this? What am I bringing to the room? Because like you say, there's different styles and there's an abundance of shows, right? Like I'm not going to bring my Letterkenny performance into an audition for The Good Doctor, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you kind of get a better grasp on what you need to bring into auditions. Uh, I think I bring a um, a confidence that comes with obviously the success of Letterkenny, but yeah. also with maturity. Like I go into the rooms now as like an assured 32 year old man, opposed to a 21 year old insecure, please like me, please love me, yeah. please hire me <laughs> mentality, right? Please pay me. Where now it's like, hey, uh, I respect what you bring to the table. Yeah. Hopefully you respect what I bring to the table. Let's have a little collaborative uh, situation in this audition. Right. If it works, great. If it doesn't work, cool. best of luck. Yeah. I'll see you on the next one. Super cool. Yeah. Super, super, super. I don't get, don't get it twisted. Like, I still get nervous. Like, I had a call back two, three months ago with uh, a writer uh, that I knew. We'd worked together a few times prior. I felt good about it. And I think the audition went well. They went a different way. But I remember <laughs> I remember being in it and just being, like, sitting here just, like, sweating. There was, like, six people in there. And I feel the sweat coming down my face. <laughs> and I was like, there's a Kleenex box on the table. Yeah. I'm like, do I take three steps and and wipe my face down and I did one of these like oh yeah I'm, li- I'm totally listening like yeah. I just like like the old holy quick, shit yeah yeah I am literally sweating uh, you know so I, I still do get nervous uh, but uh, I'm more uh, sure more sure of yeah. myself yeah, yeah more confident for yeah sure. more confident yeah. Um, oh, here's a little side note. Mm. I'm youth. I'm a youthful looking dude, right? I'm 32, yeah. but I look maybe 20 or yeah. 19 or whatever the hell you want to say. Mm-hmm. When I auditioned for that Don Cherry story, it would have been a bunch of years ago. I was probably 24, 25. And I went in, the director, Jeff, uh, he goes, hey, Tyler, that was a great audition. Uh, I want to know, uh, what hand do you shoot? Hockey. Okay. Uh, I was like, uh, yeah, I'm right-handed. He goes, oh, Don Cherry was left-handed. I'm like, Shh, did I say 
did I say right-handed? I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely <laughs> left-handed, you know? And he goes, ha ha ha, I, I leave the room. And uh, the casting director told me later that Jeff turned to her and Jeff goes, that is the most confident 15 year old yes. I've ever met. Yeah. I'm 23, 25, <laughs> yeah, 20, 24 years old, you know? He's like, that's the most confident 15 year old I've ever uh, met. And I was like, well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey man, fake it till you make it, right? It's what it's all about. Yeah. And when you can like, you kind of like, uh, you lie in that like joking gray area. But he called me a couple days later. He goes, hey, I know you said you could play left handed. I've had actors say that they could play the opposite hand. Uh, I need to know, can you do it? I was like, Jeff, I grew up playing lacrosse. I scored more goals left-handed than some of my left-handed teammates. <laughs> he goes, that's exactly what I needed to hear. Then I hung up the phone, had a minor panic attack. <laughs> and then I hit the rank and I, I was shooting uh, roller hockey uh, and ice hockey. I was shooting left-handed from that moment on until we, sh- we shot the movie. Yeah, And now I'm back to right-handed because I couldn't lift the puck left-handed. <laughs> Listen, let me tell you. Yeah. yeah. Let me tell you a story. About, I was just uh, <laughs> so cocky. Yeah. And that's what he needed in that moment. You know, he needed, needed an actor to tell him that he was going to do it. Even if I didn't believe it, I had to tell him that's what was going to go down. <laughs> I love it, man. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's indicative of a lot of situations in life, man. hundred yes. percent. There's a, if we, if we get a call from the Yankees and like, do you have a, do you have an office in New York? Yeah, you're damn right. We have an office in New York and we're going to hang up that call, pick up a hundred other phones and go get an office in New York. You know what I'm saying? You read uh, Shoe Dog? No. Oh, yeah. By Phil, Phil Knight. Knight. Phil Knight. Yeah, he yeah. had a situation where I think he was in Japan and they're like, do you have an East Coast office? He's yeah. like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We got an East Coast office. <laughs> of he's like, I left the meeting. I called my business partner and he's like, we need an office on the East Coast. <laughs> <laughs> Buy a fucking storage unit. Exactly. Okay? Do Just get do. a P.O. box we or need whatever. An address. Exactly. We need an yeah. address. I love so we all name. do it. You know, if it worked for Phil Knight, it could work for us. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great book. I, I really enjoyed that read. It's awesome. It's one yeah. that's on my shelf for sure. Um, Tyler, if there's one, if there's one core message, one core narrative of your your life or your career thus far, what do you think it is? One message from my career, or for, yeah, from or from your well, personal life. Okay, well, I say career wise, just stay persistent, stay working hard, keep your head high. Like in this industry, you're going to get a lot of rejection, and at some point, you just have to. And I know it's way easier said than done, but you just forget about it. You walk out of the room. You let the audition go and you focus on the next one. Find things in your life that make you happy other than this industry because if you're chasing happiness in this industry, you're going to be lost before you get started. Uh, As far as like moving forward, I just, you know, like you and I are talking about, um, like support your community uh, because we've got a lot to offer here. And if we just support one another, we can just make this city uh, what we know it is. You know, we just got to show the world. Beautiful, man. We'll end it there. Thank you so much, Tyler. Thank you, brother. Cheers. Guys, thank you so much for listening. If you want to dive a little bit deeper, get a little bit more connected and join in with the family over here at ThinkSpace at Self Hired, uh, you know, first off, just make sure to subscribe on whatever listening platform you use, Spotify, Apple, whatever it may be. Uh, if you actually went to YouTube and check this out there, uh, the visual a- aspect adds a lot. Make sure to hit us with a little subscribe or a thumbs up over there. You know, as for social platforms, you can get at me at Joss Biggins, J-O-S-S-B-I-G-G-I-N-S. You can get at ThinkSpace at ThinkSpace Podcast, or you can get at at Self Hired as well. Uh, if you really want to get looped in, we send out communications to our like inner core of group listeners um, on the mailing list. The link is in the description for that. Uh, and as always, if you guys had some thoughts, uh, review us. If it was good, if it was bad, let us know. 
Uh, and if you really want to take the conversation to another level, just shoot me a DM. I'm happy to continue the conversation about whichever podcast on whatever platform there. Happy to have a conversation. Thanks, guys.